0: Hey, you're listening to the Seven Hills Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about the church, including upcoming service times in both our Cincinnati, Ohio and Florence, Kentucky locations, visit us online at sevenhillschurch.tv. We hope this message helps you win the day. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14, let all that you do be done with love. I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that is the firstfruits of Achaia or akia. I don't know. And that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. The King James Version says they had addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, which is the only time that word addiction is used in all of the Bible, and it's associated with serving and ministering to God's people. So it says that they devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints, and that's what I'm gonna talk to you about, addicted to the ministry of the saints, and that you also submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. I am glad about the coming of several people there, and what was lacking on their part was supplied, for they refresh my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge such men. The Bible verse It begins by saying they addicted themselves. No one forced them. No one pushed this on them. There was no trick. The Bible says that they willingly addicted themselves or devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Now, of all places on planet Earth, this Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky region would be the most familiar with the struggles that people have with addictions. They actually Google just built an addiction recovery system, uh, addiction recovery um, place on the north side of Cincinnati because they studied Planet Earth, and the place that has the greatest level of addiction, specifically people dying because of fentanyl and heroin, is this area. So you can't be in this area and not either personally have struggled with it, know someone that struggled with it, and if it's not something severe like that, it's prescription drugs, it's alcohol, it's pornography, it's you name it. We are wired to addict ourselves to something. Some people are addicted to work. Some people are addicted to you know, approval of people. And it's a God-given thing on the inside of us to devote ourselves to something bigger than us, something greater than us. And Paul here says, I urge you or I beseech or I plead, which means in the Greek that he was intensely and emotionally weeping. As he talks to the church of Corinth, he gives them the image of these people in Achaia and that when they gave themselves to the work of the ministry, they were devoted and they were addicted. And he's telling the church of Corinth, if you wanna know what it looks like to serve God with your whole heart, I want you to look at Achaia and those people who were addicted to the ministry of the saints. The word addiction doesn't mean what maybe we think. The word addiction in the Greek means that they deliberately addicted themselves they deliberately arrange their lives one definition is that not only did they deliberately arrange their lives but they everything in their life had to go through the filter of will this interrupt my desire to build and advance the kingdom of god i won't buy that i won't go there i won't give my time to this or to that if it's going to rob my life from the opportunity and the privilege to minister and to serve God's house. Now we would understand that addiction and addicts are those who somehow along the way got hooked. And so now they need their fix because they're addicted. They're addicted. That's the image that we have. That's I'm not necessarily thinking of a, of a, a crackhead shaking but I am thinking about someone that's obsessed. They have a thirst. They have a hunger. They, that, that, that they're not playing games. That, this, that they're serious about this. This is real to them. This, this is meaningful to them. This is life and death in many ways uh, to people and to our community and, and even beyond that. Jesus arranged his life. If you follow him, he was addicted. The Bible actually says he was consumed with zeal for God's house. When you watch Jesus, the symbol of his ministry is not a throne, it's not a sword, it's not a crown, but it is a towel because he calls us to follow in his footsteps and serve. When you came in today, you drove past those who are devoting themselves to the ministry of the saints. In the parking lot, if you notice, there's people all over out there and they're smiling and they're waving. They're not out there upset or mad or grudging. Why? They've devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. When I think about the women that I meet all the time that take care of the babies, we've got some just amazing women back there. And their favorite thing to do, their eyes light up. It's literally like talking to someone that has... An addiction to some type of of substance, when you look in their eyes, they love getting a hold of those babies and praying for them and and putting on worship music and speaking scripture over those babies. They're addicted to the ministry of the saints. Well, I wrote down that there are some laws that you have to follow um, if you're going to develop an addiction. The first law of addiction would be that you have to get started. At some point, someone has to take the hit. Do they not? They have to take the snort or they have, to, they have to do something. I don't know how to say it. When I was younger, I knew exactly how to say it and it sounded right, but it's been a bit. It's been a bit since that. So it says here that the addiction to the ministry of the saints started with the first fruits of Akia. And Paul said, I urge you to know this. I urge you to know that their addiction began with serving first. They had to take the step. At some point you just take the step to say I'm not going to spectate. I'm not going to just watch. Everybody is called to serve God. If Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, there isn't a choice. Do I serve him? Do I not serve him? Do I use my gift? That's never put into it. But what happens is a lot of people just don't start. But when you start, what happens is you begin serving God. You you drive in and you're like, those guys are crazy. Why are they out in the parking lot like that? I would never do something like that. That's because you haven't started because eventually you get to the point where you realize that there is something, there's a high to what we do. When you see lives change, when when, when you hear the stories like we heard uh, Kyle share earlier, when you see marriages healed, when when you go hug a woman who's broken because of a decision she made 40 years ago, but yet God is healing her heart. When when you run into people that that the church has come alongside and helped them through depression and helped them through heartbreak and helped them through those things, and and you see a light, change, there's a high that comes with that. Whether or not you directly had anything to do with it, or you are just addicted to playing your part, serving in some way, shape or form, and you're addicted to ministering to the saints. The second law of addiction is if you're going to get hooked, the Bible here says in verse 14, that all that was done was done in love. So the second law of addiction is you must love it. You got to love this. You got to love his church. You got to love his people. And they're not always easy to love. <laughs> not you, but those other ones. <laughs> you got to and you got to love God and you got to love connecting the two. You got to love being a part of an environment that is completely focused on simply that Worshiping God, creating a place where God can be welcomed and God can show up and then doing everything we can to not do anything to keep people from experiencing the presence and the love and the grace of God. Our job is to remove every obstacle. So when they come in and that's why we, we, we work on excellence, because the Bible says love is a more excellent way. So you can't love people if you're not going to put some effort into it. Right. And put some thought into it and put some intentionality into it. You gotta think about that people feel loved because they're not being thought about, they're not being cared for, they're not being considered. I'm not talking about spoiling people. I'm talking about just simply doing what we can do to let people know, like the prodigal son, that we are so excited that they're coming home. It means so much to us that they're willing to turn their life in the direction of God's house that we're running out to meet them wherever they're at. So you've gotta love it. An addiction is an obsession. It's something you crave. It's something that you need more of. The Bible says, love not the world nor the things in the world. So when you love this, when, when, when you have that level of love, that's what Paul said he saw in Achaia. And when he saw that love, he said, that addiction, it moved me to tears. And I saw for the first time, this is what God's people are supposed to look like. They're addicted to the ministry of the saints. Years ago, I heard a story of a man by the name of Tony Campola, a great minister, man of God. And he was in Hawaii, and he was ministering there. He was staying in a hotel, and it was like 3 in the morning. He couldn't sleep, so he woke up, and there was a diner across the street. So he walked across the street just to get a quick bite to eat. And while he was eating, a group of prostitutes walked in. And when this group of prostitutes walked in, he just started listening to them talk about their night and different things that happened. And one of the girls said that it was her birthday the next day. She said, tomorrow is my birthday. And so they're all asking her what she's going to do. Are you going to take the day off? Are you going to take the night off? Are you going to have a party? what, What are your plans to celebrate your birthday? And the girl responded by saying, I've never had a birthday party. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she says, I don't know. I've never, never had my birthday be celebrated. And this pastor hears that when he gets up to go pay his bill, he asks to talk to the manager, and he said, do you know that who those ladies are? And he said, yes. And he said, you know, well, I'm, I'm just not trying to judge them. I'm just guessing what they do. And the manager says, yes, you're, you're right. And he said, um, I heard one of the girls say, you know, that her birthday was tomorrow, and, that she's, and so I just had this idea, and I wanted to see if you would help me with it. Do you know when they, do they usually come here? Or do they, you know anything about it? And he says, yeah, they come here every night. 3 a.m., they get done, they come here. And he said, would you be willing, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for all the food, if you'll cater it, if you'll let me set up decorations in here, I want to throw this prostitute a surprise birthday party tomorrow night. And so the manager says, absolutely, let's do it. So the next day comes, they have streamers and gifts and cake and all the stuff that you would have And those prostitutes walk into that diner, into a celebrative environment, and that pastor begins to minister to that prostitute. And I asked myself this question, what kind of preacher would throw a prostitute a birthday party? And I wrote this down, not a normal one, not a normal one but one who loves souls. And we must love what we are privileged to do. This is a privilege. It is a privilege to play a part. It is not an obligation. It, it, It is not a job. It is not just another thing. No, we want to be the kind of church that would throw a birthday party for a prostitute. We don't want to be normal. Well, I went to a church and I sat there for 15 years. That's not this church. We're going to get you off your. And then kick you. No, we, won't, we won't do that, but we'll invite you into taking that first hit. Number three, addicted people are not picky people. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. How I of mean, y'all know God's people are some picky people? <laughs> Grumpy. An addicted person does not care where the fix comes from. They just need a fix. They don't care who gives it to them. They don't care what they look like. They don't care where they're at geographically. They don't care what the surroundings are. What the, they could care less. Being addicted to the ministry of the saints is when you make a decision, I will not be picky I will not live my life being a critic around every corner of something that could be slightly like this or should be like that and should be this and should be that. And we're so focused on all these little things and I don't like that. And what about this? And they shouldn't that we've lost sight of souls. Are you here? At some point, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all be, get around that nitpick, nit nit, nit nit nit. just nitpick all the time. It drives you Crazy. We're not going to reach the world for Jesus Christ being so picky about everything. How far does an addict go? Man, he'll, he'll rob his grandma. He'll, he'll rob his family. He'll, they, people give their bodies away to anything imaginable. Why? Because they need their fix. And the question is that Paul is presenting to the church is how far will you go? What extremes will you go to to see someone experience the same love and the same grace that you've experienced? I was watching a documentary one time about, you know, they have those prison shows. And these people are so focused on their addiction that they'll take the fruit from the lunchroom and they put it in their toilet and wait for it to ferment. And then they'll drink it out of the toilet (laughs) Why? Because addicts are not picky. They're not picky. I'm thankful Jesus was not picky. And he's not coming back for a picky church. He's coming back for a devoted church, an addicted church, a committed church, a soul-winning church. First three rows are in. That's good. Number four, it spreads. It spreads. It spreads. You ever notice how the drug cartels will go through borders? They'll do anything imaginable to get their product out. They spare no expense. They'll go across oceans and mountains and walls and security and armies, you name it. They'll swallow balloons filled with that stuff that if the balloon breaks, they die. They're so committed to getting what they believe in out. They risk their own lives. They they personally sacrifice their own life to get what they're addicted to. God calls his church to think that way. What borders do we have to get across? Where are people that are hurting? Where where do we need to go to take the gospel of Jesus Christ? And we give our own life for it. We risk our own life to win souls. That's volunteering as a risk. Giving yourself away to a church community, there's a risk involved, is there not? When you give and you honor and you, you sacrifice, there is a personal risk connected to it. But I want to once again, invite Seven Hills Church to get in the game of risk. Just get in the game of saying, you know what? I'm not going to play it safe. I'm not going to live for comfort. I want to be involved with seeing lives changed. Years ago, I went to India and we were talking to one of the missionaries and one of the They kind of give you options of different things you could do. And one of the options, we could go through the jungle. And if we went through this jungle, we would be able to get to uh, this village. And they said, but a lot of people aren't able to make the journey because of leeches. And what happens is when you're going, you know, the leech. And and I just, said, well, why can't you just reach down and just pull it off? Because in my mind, I'm just trying to think through. That seems like easy. You see it and you just pull it off. And they said, no, 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 no. You can't. you, You can't pull the leeches off. He said, we'll never get there because one person will stop and they'll be, we'll, we'll spend the next hundred years trying to get to where we're going if we stop every time there's a leech to take off. He said, so, so we are like, so you just let them? Like, you just let them like suck your, you just look at them just sucking your blood? Because we're right now, we're not wanting to do this. <laughs> and he said, no, we'll stop altogether when everybody's got between, between 10 and 12 leeches, we'll stop and then you can take them off. And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> and I say that because. I look at what he was asking us to do. There with all our spoiled American preachers. And we are so picky. We let the bloodsuckers stop us. And if you're going to serve God, you got to make a decision. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to stop every time there's a bloodsucker out there. I'm not going to give up on the ministry that God has for me because of the ankle bites of a lesser man or a lesser woman. I'm going to stay committed. I'm going to stay addicted and I'm going to stay devoted to the ministry of the saints. Number five. Addicted people are tenacious people. Have you ever noticed if you have an intervention that that people that these people are so committed to their addiction, they'll have the most unreal options, but they just refuse to quit. Because there's something about an addiction that when you get it, you're tenacious about it. You're completely obsessed by it. Churchill gave the famous speech you've heard before. I know you have. For one hour, he got up and said over and over, never, never, never give up. Over and over, that's all he said. And then one hour went by and he sat down. And if I could encourage you in any way, stay addicted to the ministry of the saints. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't back down. Don't, don't slow down. Let's just keep on pressing on. Take yards. Take territory. Come on, let's just keep on progressing and taking land for the kingdom of God and doing what he's called us to do. And in order to do that, we have to stay addicted. One of the biggest pressures in church is for people to quit serving quick giving. I understand taking a break here and there, and we encourage that to happen. But at some point, just every time it's a sacrifice or every time it's hard or every time there's a grind, you've got to make a decision. I'm going to stay focused on doing what God has called me to do. Amen. If you enjoyed today's message, be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you want to experience daily content, messages, and inspiration, go ahead and sign up for Daily Bread with PM by visiting sevenhillschurch.tv dbpm. Thanks for listening to the Seven Hills Church Podcast.